Welcome to our podcast, Ships on Fire. I'm Kilda. And I'm Jess. We know life is busy, it's flying by, and our schedules are full, which can make you feel disconnected. We believe your calendar of tasks doesn't deserve to get in the way of your relationship with God and others. We care about you, and we know it's not always easy, which is why our stories connect. We are grateful to spend this time with you as you pause from the busyness of life and move forward on the journey God has for you. Friend, let's take root and grow together as we set ships on fire. Hey, welcome to another episode of Ships on Fire. We're excited you have decided to join us today. Happy spring. Hopefully you're not being affected too bad by all the pollen, or if you live in an area where there's no pollen, you're lucky. I know in South Florida, where I grew up, there's no pollen there. So uh, where we live now is currently covered in pollen, and it's horrible if you have allergies. So hopefully they're not too bad if you are experiencing allergies. But anyways, we're excited to have you here with us, and we are going to be talking today about listening. And I don't know about you, but I am not a super great listener. My husband, Kiola, is, in my opinion, a fantastic listener. So today is going to be a little bit different, but I am going to be asking him some questions on how to be a good listener, some things that he does to help him listen when he's in a conversation with somebody. Um, Yeah, let's just have a conversation about how to listen well. What do you got, Keola? Oh, you're talking to me. (laughs) Am I supposed to be listening? You are. Uh, Yes. No, yeah, I'm uh, excited. Um, Not many wives might say that their husband's a good listener and i'm sure there are times where i'm not a good listener Um, i'm very good at selective listening for sure and jess can attest to that but yes i have um, learned the skill of listening because listening is a skill that needs to be learned uh, in communication yeah and i just realized today before we did this podcast that i was like i know you're a really good listener and I've actually never asked you questions on how you listen well, so this will be good information for me as well. Yeah, so what do you have for me? So I guess my first question to you would be, so say you're in like a one-on-one setting, just you and somebody else, what are some suggestions or ways to help someone that's listening and myself, how you listen well, just one-on-one, and how do you come up with like follow-up questions to ask them during your time together? Yeah. um, You know, I'll start off with, I think the, so Stephen Covey has the, you know, habits. I think it's uh, seven habits of highly effective uh, leaders. And step number five, uh, habit number five, I think if somebody had to describe me or which one I'm probably the best at, um, again, there's, I'm not the best at all of them, right? We're all good at something. We're all a 10 in something. We've talked about that before, but is number five, which is seek first to understand, then to be understood. And I think keeping that in mind is my first thing. Um, the other thing is really, truly, you can't, you can't talk and listen at the same time. That's not, uh, that it's just impossible to do that. In fact, you've told me that before. So again, even as you give me accolades of being a great listener, there are times where I'm not. And again, I have to work on that. So I think that's it first is being, being, you know, seeking first to understand, then to be understood. However, if I seek first to understand, there may, there are times where I don't need to be understood. Maybe that per- the person has a good point or, you know, what they said was, was what, 
um, just what I needed to hear, what they needed to hear them say. But uh, and then I think about the other part of working on being more interested and less interesting, because I think that's another thing when it comes to listening. Everybody, everybody is trying to get into the next they're not really listening because they want to give off what they have to say or what their thoughts are. And I saw this quote here by uh, Edgar Watson Howe, where it's, he says, no man would listen to you talk if he didn't know that it was his turn next. So, you know, again, that, that's such a true statement because if somebody, when you're in a conversation, you know, you're going to have time to speak. Well, we're not patient a lot of times and we want to get that thought across. And then next thing you know, maybe the person doesn't feel valued because you didn't hear them out, right? So you're trying to be more interesting instead of interested. So that's another thought. I think that was a little run on there, but no, yeah. That's fine. Now, what about for the person that maybe, I don't know if you've ever struggled with it, but I know I do sometimes is when I'm having a conversation and um, the person is continuing to talk, but I have a really good thought at the moment. So how would you give a pointer to somebody that is like, I want to talk because I don't want to forget what I'm going to say. How do you, hmm. how wow. do you, because yeah, that no. happens to me a lot. So yeah, just well, again, I think that goes in, in line with kind of that, that part of, well, I have something interesting to say, so mm-hmm. I want to say it. And it may not be important. Now, we do deal, there are people that are over talkers. They're totally opposite, right? They're not listening either. They're over talkers, which is, you know, un- un- unfortunate. But again, at that, at that point, you know, working on, I guess, putting that in your pocket, you know, in your back pocket. I like to use that, that phrase, you know, I, I got to take that thought, and put it in my back pocket. I know for you and me, myself also, so it's like, but I, I don't want to forget that. I guess if it's so important, you won't forget it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? You're trying to, I, I've been in that situation. I'm trying to remember, okay, I got to remember. And all the while, while I'm trying to make sure I remember my thought, I'm totally not listening to you or to listening to that person. All because I, again, my thought is more important. Now that person doesn't know that, but over time they could, they could read that. Right. So, and that's why that pause is important too. We, we, we talk about, you know, pausing because one, allowing a person to be finished with their, their conversation or with their part of the conversation. But then when you pause, that gives you time to collect your thought and go, ah, okay. And again, if, if you had something to say and you forgot it, man, I had something to say and I totally forgot that. Let's just, you know, and then we just keep, keep talking. So hope that answers your question. Yeah, it's good. And then what, when you're talking to somebody, I guess, still one-on-one, how do you think, cause you always have good, like follow-up questions to ask to get more deeper with what the person's talking about. So how are you processing in your head? Like what kind of follow-up questions to ask somebody? Well, so first thing is in, if it's, I mean, and I, I try to use this even in non, non-discipleship type of conversations, but so if I'm discipling somebody or if I'm in a life group or, you know, again, that it's gotta be Holy Spirit driven. People always ask, well, what is that? You know, how do you, how do you even know? How do you, it just, if, if you're in tune with the spirit, then you know when not to say something right? Or you have a helper, right? I have you sometimes to almost tell me either, hey, that's not the right time to say it or correct me for on another time, right? Hey, that's not, I don't think that that worked in that moment or whatnot, but um, but being in tune in the spirit. But the other thing is understanding. So there's three parts to to listening, right? There's, or to someone speaking, there's, there's words, we speak our words and there's tone and then there's also body language. And if you really were to look at that, you know, I think they say, um, words is like 7%. You reveal 7% what the person is really saying. 
Um, I think it's like 38% is uh, tone and then body language is 55%. If you're going to listen to anything is pay attention to the body language because, you know, they might be saying one thing, but their body language says another. And I had through leadership and a great mentor of mine, you know, have taught me a lot of, a lot of listening as far as, you know, it's called empathic listening, right? And empathic, what does that, what does that mean? Empathic is it's uh, showing an ability to understand and then share the feelings of the other person. So like so, em empathetic. Em empathy. Yeah. You know, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that person and now I can put myself in their shoes, so to speak, the whole empathy versus sympathy. Mm -hmm. There's this, we, we used to do this one exercise where if you were to put from a tone perspective, tone on this, on a different word in a, in the same sentence, it, it tells something totally different. So we used to use it. it it's um, the sentence was, I did not kick my dog. And so you just say, I did not kick my dog. That's a sentence. Well, if I say I did not kick my dog, then totally that, that says one thing. If I say I didn't kick my dog, right. That says, something else right i didn't kick my dog well what does that say maybe i punched my dog you know what so, about i did not kick my dog you know, right yeah and then, <laughs> yeah you add in now you add in the the sadness you know something happened right yeah. so uh being able to listen listen for that and, and seeing the body uh body language again is a big thing but you got to see all of it because if not then it's just words and then I think some, something that I personally need to continue to work on and build the skill is the skill of reflecting back to the person, like not, um, not being a parrot. Like, so, you know, you say, I didn't kick my dog. It's, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, so you, you didn't kick your dog. I'm just being a parrot. I'm just saying exactly what you said. Yeah. But instead it's like, hey, so if I'm hearing you correctly or if, correct me if I'm wrong and you kind of kind of what you think you heard versus the exact words you just kind of regurgitate what they said a lot of people will do do that right they'll just regurgitate exactly what you said and of course well, yep that's what i said yeah but, but you go really for more of the feeling or emotion yeah. behind it yeah um what about what would you say in listening in a group of say to like two to four people so now you're not one-on-one -on -one anymore there's maybe well, not two because that's one on one, but like three to four <laughs> to five people, yeah. something like that. A smaller group, uh, still intimate, but say you're at a coffee shop or something and you're meeting with a group of people. How do you listen with uh, lots of stuff going on around you? I know that's hard for some people, uh, but how do you engage with somebody in a in a small, medium sized yeah. group? Um, I think you know one of the big things is really treating it no different than one-on-one, -on -one, so to speak. If I'm leading the group in conversation, then I have the ability to, of course, you know, have somebody stop if somebody had to finish up. Right, life group, we do it all the time. If somebody, you know, somebody's trying to finish up a sentence, but somebody else tries to talk, you know, I have the the ability to say, hey, let's let's hold off on that, let's let her finish. But but in that that same thought of whoever's speaking is is the most important person in that moment. You know, meeting them in their in that moment where they are in that moment, they're the most important. And 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 then ensuring everybody else is listening, but making eye contact, making sure that they know I'm listening as, as well as everyone else. And again, if I'm intently listening, then I think that also helps the rest of the people kind of see. Oh, he's if he's intently listening, maybe I should intently listen too. Um, but then also being aware of the group too, because if say somebody is distracted, you can have a side conversation later on. Like, hey, I noticed you know you were 
were distracted, but they were saying something or bringing that person back in. If I notice that, then that's where I'll, re- self re- I'll reflect on what that person's saying and then engage the next person that I saw that maybe was kind of, you know, looking off somewhere distracted. I would say, hey, John, you know, Susie just said... And then almost John, it almost kind of lets John know like, oh man, I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. You know, we shoot, I, I can even think of, we do a listening thing when, you know, we, we, we used to do group interviews in, in the fitness industry. We would have group interviews and people would talk. Well, and one of my favorite ones is I would ask, you know, say we got Joe, John and Jane sitting there. Well, they would all talk. They'd all let, let, let us know, you know, answer the questions. Well, then we move into a situation where it's like, hey, John, tell me what Jane's favorite thing to do it you know whatever the question or hey where did jane where where's jane used to work you know and sometimes john's sitting there going um i didn't i didn't i don't listen uh there was one time where a person sat there and was like man who's john like they really thought about it and they were like who's john and we're like he's sitting right next to you and it's like oh you know Uh, so um but again and it helps you know it i don't i don't think we hired that person but if there's one thing, hopefully that they learned was, man, I need to be a, a better listener, a better communicator. So, because again, communication is not only speaking. In fact, it's you know we were given two ears and one mouth. So, isn't that what they say? You should listen twice more than you speak. What else you got? Yep. Did that answer your question? Yep. For groups, yep. larger groups. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what about large group setting, 12 to 15 people? And then there's also structured, like you'd get together for a life group for a specific amount of time. There's questions, there's a goal in mind, it's structured. And then versus like 12 to 15 people unstructured, like you're together for like a party. How do you... You yeah. know the two different ones, but I guess structured first, like in a like a small group Bible study, life group setting with like 12 to 15 people. Yeah. How do you listen well? Um, you know, well, I mean, I can speak from experience with our own life groups now, right? We have those guidelines. So guidelines help. And if everybody understands the guidelines, then it helps facilitate conversation, safe place, all that stuff. So I think that's important. But then also commissioning someone. Like when I'm in a group with you, I always know I have you observing. I have you where I can lean on to ask a question, you know, to be able to either drum up conversation or whatnot. Or, or yeah. or And again, that's what I think what it is, is, is being able to engage other people. So that way it's not just me being a facilitator. Like now other people are asking questions to get better understanding, asking permission to I think that's another big one, right? Hey, can I ask, you know, you, you mind if, if I ask you a question um, is, is a good one. But again, then there's times where if the Holy Spirit says to ask, just straight up ask then, or, you know, presses on my heart to ask, I'll just ask with, I've never really been turned down. I think you were the only person ever that's turned me down. <laughs> <laughs> for time, for time yeah. purposes, because we would have went over our time. Yeah. And then what about like unstructured, say you're just at a person's house hanging out and it's Saturday afternoon, there's a whole bunch of people and those are tough how do you listen in conversations like that because for me i get distracted very easily so i miss part of the conversation and then i'll answer with something ridiculous that doesn't even make sense to what we were talking about yes yeah no and and (laughs) And you know exactly what i'm talking about that is true because it (laughs) drives me up the wall um because and only because I'm, i'm so like trying to focus on who's really talking and who's really talking with substance, right? Because sometimes, yeah, we go into these like parties and I mean, people are just talking about just nonsense, you know? And again, how do I make that important? Yeah, you know, how if do they you got do enough, that? If they got enough to if say. If you're like but, not interested at all, but you know 
this person really wants to talk to you. How do you? Yeah, that's, you know, that's one of those things where it's not about me and I will sit there and, and, and listen, you know, and, and really, you know, and, and truly like not, not patronize because I've done that too, right? Like, oh yeah, no way. You know, whoa, you know. Like just, faking it. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, that never, that never feel, that, that feels doesn't yucky. feel good, you know? So, so truly like literally like having to sit and, and as much as it's enduring, <laughs> you have to endure it again. If I'm true to my word, if I'm true to who I say I am, as far as being, int- you know, being interested and being more interested than interesting, then it's another way to die to yourself, honestly. Yeah. Right. Is, is to, to do that. And, and yeah, that's kind of, you know, the more people than that, again, if it's structured, then always having a helper. If it's not structured, it's just one of those things where, you know, you just got to figure it out. Cause yeah, sometimes, yeah, we are at these gatherings and 20 people are talking at the same time and you lot. see the dominating conversations and then you see the people that, you know, shut down because nobody's ever listening to them. And so, um, I think that's another one. I try to look and be aware for that. Like, okay, I just saw that person get shut down like three times in conversation because of a dominating person. Then maybe I would engage. Go try person. to engage yeah, in that, which is crazy to think about. I'm talking about that now because that wasn't me in the past, right? In the past, it would have been, well, let me just be quiet and not, you know, seek out more, you know, more conversation. Well, that wasn't my thing, but, um, but I am more empathetic now when I do see somebody. And again, when you happens with you, right, I'll come home and tell you, hey, you kind of overtalked a little bit or, hey, you weren't listening. Yeah. You know, I mean, and in, all, in full transparency, there's times where Jess... And this isn't airing out her laundry, but there's times where Jess will finish people's conversations based on what she thinks they are going to say. And there's many times where if the person's like, no, that's not what either happened or was going to happen, or that's not how I was feeling. Have I gotten Um, better at that though? You have. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And the hardest part is just not speaking. Yeah, Yeah. Just listening. And then, but then gaining understanding, like instead of assuming what that person, you know, again, oh man, you were mad. It's like, uh, no, you know, hey, how'd that make you feel? Right. Instead, it's a, it's a skill. Honestly, it it takes, it takes practice. Do you have any, um, specific people that you look up to like that are maybe authors or that have podcasts or anything like that where people could read more about listening? Yeah. Um, well, first and foremost, I got to give, you know, shout out to Sean Stewart, mentor, leader, just sharp sharp guy who really taught me the art of listening, you know, or, or taught me that it, it takes practice, um, but being truly aware of listening, um, especially in, in, in leadership. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you're a leader, you, you have to be a good listener. Like, yeah. You just have to, or else it's not going to, it's not going to work in, at the end of the day. Uh, people won't, won't follow, right. Or they won't, they won't allow you to lead. Um, so yeah. So him, of course, first, you know, John Maxwell, um, I would recommend, you know, my favorite book is Becoming a Person of Influence. Read through this book over and over and over. And one of the chapters does focus solely on on listening. Uh, I there. need to read that so, chapter. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a great book. Great leadership book. Very simple read. Um, and I recommend it to any any leader that I have the ability to to help bring up. Uh, that's that's one of the things that we, we make sure. I make sure I, I go through it with them. So, um, but yeah, that's, um, I would say those those two are really my, my go-tos when it comes to that. Well, so find a mentor, read some John Maxwell books, make yourself less interesting. <laughs> no, <right>? no, no. <laughs> Be more interesting. Be more 
more interested. <laughs> See, you See, I'm not even listening to what you said. <laughs> Here we go. Here's a perfect example. Yeah. Be, no, be more, more interested, interested and less interesting. And less. That's what I said. Didn't no, I say? No, well, you said. To be to less be, interesting. Hey, be less interesting. Like me. I meant me be so, less interesting. Yeah. But when you say it with that tone <laughs> and with that body language. It, it's almost like I just I have no I'm not interesting. Okay. I, I shouldn't be interesting. You know, and that's how lies can get created or whatnot. Right. So, so put make let me repeat it again. Make the person inter be interested. Be more interested. Be more interested in what, saying. Yes. in what they're saying and be less trying to be less interesting. Because most people it's it's flipped. Like I want to be interesting so people listen to me. Yeah. Right? And but instead we need to be more interested. Hey, I'm interested in what you have to say. I value what you have to say. I, I think you have a lot to offer. We all know, or I, I can speak for myself, when somebody doesn't listen, that doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know, especially if they ask you uh, something important and you give them a, a, a good nugget and then it's just in one ear out the other. It's like, it can be defeating. And then you're like, what's the point? Yeah. What, why did they even ask me the question if you were already going to do, you already had the plan, you know? And why did you ask Then why did you yeah. ask me, you know? So, um, yeah, there's no point in asking. Because then it's just patronizing, really. You're just doing it to do it. And yeah, yeah people can read. You know, we, what do we say? Uh, yeah, people in their BS meter goes up pretty. I don't care who you are. You have, we all have good, BS, de decent BS meters. You yeah. know, so. so talk and listening cannot happen at the same time. Yes, definitely not. I listened to that. You cannot. Yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so you cannot talk and you cannot listen at the exact same time. It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. So, and I don't know if we even have time. Because I can tell you there's there's another piece of listening. Oh, the enemies of listening. What happens is we start talking. You say something, and the next thing you know, there's these enemies of listening. So where we start reading our own autobiography is one of them. What that means is you say something, I'm in conversation, and all of a sudden I heard what you said, but then now I talk about me and how what you just said relates to me and how I went through that and how I did, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and that can be real bad when somebody's like hurting, yeah. right. You're, you know, you, and you're doing it in the, in this spirit of empathy, but at the same time, you just shifted to all about you, to all about me. So yeah, that's that makes sense. your autobiography. Um, of course, judging, you don't want to be judgmental, right. Uh, when somebody says something instantly, you kind of give them the, the judgmental like face or the judgmental look or, or, uh, man, I can't believe you said that, did that, or whatnot. Yeah. There's interrogating. That's where we just, now do we just start peppering questions? You know, you start, you know, well, why do you think that? What is, you know, so again, now we, we didn't listen. Yeah. You know, now we're just trying to get down to the bottom of something, but really interro through interrogation, not through empathic listening. Uh, pretending is an enemy of listening, you know, pretending to listen. And then, of course, just straight up ignoring, <laughs> you know, that person that just steamrolls through what you just said. They ask you a question in the middle of you giving an answer. They just kind of ignore it and roll through it. I think you just corrected Kalani on that recently because he does that sometimes. So ask you a question, you just get ready to he'll get asked another question. Yeah. So yeah, that's all um, really good stuff. Really helpful. Thank you for yeah. sharing your information on how to listen better. It yeah. helped me definitely. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, looking at, you know, biblically speaking, the one scripture that comes out is, you know, be, what is it? Uh, slow to speak, quick to listen. Is it in that. James? Is it in James? Yeah. And I feel, and also too, if you, when you're reading the Bible, Jesus always is asking questions and I mean, he knows all things and he knows what questions to ask, but 
I think the more we ask questions, the better we'll get at asking questions. And he was great at asking questions, getting to the heart of things. So he's a good example to follow as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, many times where you saw, I think, empathic listening in, in the Bible. Yeah. Where Did you find that? He listened. Yeah, what is it? James um, James 1, verse 19. So in the ESV, it says, uh, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak. Slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So, uh, of course, that 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 anger is is a, is a big part of of this part in, in, from a context standpoint. But you know, I think it's wise. very relatable. Wise you know, James sometimes can be looked at as a kind of a wisdom you know, wisdom book sometimes. So um, on how to live. Yeah, I'm so, going through an in-depth study of that book soon, so that'll be a good one for me. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you for spending some time with us. And we hope this was helpful to you. As always, if you have any prayer requests or uh, need anything from us, you, you know there's links in the show notes on how to get a hold of us. Yeah. And I just wanted to say thank you for listening. <laughs> I did such a, that was my best job listening. I, I did so good. And I still messed it up because I still got your thing you, wrong at the end. You didn't mess up. You did a good job. It, it takes, it takes practice. It's a skill. So today was my first but, day of uh, practice. We'll, uh, we'll, we all get better together. So take care. We have enjoyed hanging out with you today. Please subscribe to Ships on Fire on your favorite podcast directory. Follow us on social media at Ships on Fire. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Share your prayers with us in the prayer link in the show notes below. And friend, take root and grow.